Welcome to the Brewery Brothers Podcast. What's going on, Pat? Hey, Terrell. How was your week, man? It was entertaining. Entertaining? Like how? I just found lots of fun stuff. Uh, Been doing a lot of stuff on the hobby farm. We have a hobby farm at home. Okay. A lot of animals, peacocks. Oh, cool. Um, We're winterizing right now, so it's like building shelters putting stuff in place um but i've been super excited to come to uh berserk brewing yeah man we're down here in grand haven chilling out with uh tyler and karen over here on uh 1442 washington in grand haven you got to come check this place out man it's pretty sweet i think they've been open for a little over four weeks yeah it's one of the one of the nicest places that i've seen you know starting off and pretty neat it's, it's got they got like a vintage you know caribbean type of feel with it you know we're calling it, we're calling it caribbean retro i don't think anyone's termed that not yet coined that phrase yeah yet. i like well, it. i like it caribbean retro or caribbean industrial yeah i tried to rename the i tried to rename the spot when i first came in but uh yeah um i mean this week um you guys are going to have an excellent episode uh Make sure you, you hit us up on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, make sure you follow us um, at the Brewery Brothers Podcast um, on Facebook. Um, it's the Brewery Brothers Podcast on Instagram. Um, and also uh, check us out on our webpage. Pat, what about a webpage? Yeah, you can go to uh, brewerybrothers.beer. And right now that's going to direct you to our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. But we're currently building that. You can follow us on Twitter at New Brew Bros and email us at brewerybrothers231 at gmail.com. And trust me, we respond to all emails. If you got any ideas, yeah. um, you got any questions, you got any cool places you want us to uh, check out, um, let us know. We're all about uh, trying new things, and uh, we love our fans and responding to um, any feedback. Yeah, our favorite thing to do is read the new... Um, reviews that we get. What we got in there, Pat? We got a new review. It is from Hot with two T's. Ooh. Natty with two T's. Okay. <laughs> as in like Natty Light or as in like the name Natty? Her name's... I think, <laughs> yeah. I think her name's Hopefully Natty. not Natty Light, but... I don't think she's named after Natty Light. No. Her parents aren't that bad. She goes five stars. Which uh, brings us to all five stars. Okay. We are rocking the five stars. That's good. But she said, love the humor and education of this podcast. Can't wait to hear more. That was our new review this week. So thanks, Hot Natty. Hot Natty. Hot Natty. <laughs> um, yeah, and I want to give another shout out to Ryan Anderson. He's the guy who does our intro and outro music. Oh, cool. He's a local artist. Likes just making music, working, does it in his spare time. Um, and you guys will hear it if you listen to the episode. We'll lead into with his music, and then when we're sick of you, we'll uh, exit with his music. <laughs> <laughs> exit stage left. So, yeah, let's get started. Let's get it going. Here we are, Berserk. Yeah. I love it. 
We're on the east side of Grand Haven, right on Washington Street. Yep. Right in the community. Heart of the community. Yeah, so if you look at Grand Haven, you think of a lot of tourists, you think of a lot of boating, um, Coast Guard Festival, all of those different things. But what about the other side of Grand Haven? What about the people that actually live in Grand Haven, that actually you know, deal with the weather 24-7, not just the summer, yeah, but the wintertime. I mean, you know how it is in the wintertime in West Michigan. Live and work in Grand Haven. Yeah. So, yeah. Workers as well. So you guys set up on the east side specifically for that, right? Yeah. So um, uh, I'm Tyler. Tyler. Hey, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler and Karen Forbes. Uh, we, we, uh, we sort of had the idea to start Berserk um, a couple of years ago. Um, just playing around with it. We love breweries. Um, Beer. Know, we love we loved home brewing, uh, and uh, we um, so so we got into this and uh, and had the other breweries here in town sort of talk us into it. So uh, Ryan Andrews and the guys down at uh, Armory sort of you know they used to taste our beers and you know at some point they came along the way and Ryan says you know what we've been talking with uh, Chris and the guys at Oddsides and us at Armory and we've been like. There should be a third, maybe even a fourth brewery here in Grand Haven, you know. We've got the beach as a destination. Um, we want to make this a brewery destination, too, for the people that are brewery destination couples or families. So, um, you know, when we're thinking you should start the third brewery here in town, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, well, you know, we, we th- that would be cool, but we don't know anything about the business side of it. And I've never been a professional brewer, just home brewer, so... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some help. And uh, Ryan, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll help you. You know that. I mean, we're going to help you out. You know, like just like the Pigeon Hill guys helped, you know, us out. And, uh, you know, and then the other uh, guys before them helped them out. You know, we're going to help you out. And then you're going to help the next guys out. And uh, we're like, okay, that's cool. So so we, we set up here and uh, we started looking for a building. East side of Grand Haven. I, I knew I wanted to be on the east side. Um, we didn't want to be downtown initially. Everyone thought we should be downtown because of the tourism. Yep. I said, no, no, we want to be in the local. We want to be the neighborhood brewery for the guys that don't want to go downtown and either compete with the tourism during the summer. Uh, and we wanted to be here for the people coming up Beach Tree. Beach Tree is a thoroughfare through Grand Haven. And we wanted to um, make sure that we, uh, you know, that we were paying back to all the, the, the industry and all the manufacturing people and everybody south of town and out in the township, you know, that were out there working and, um, and give them a place to go if they liked craft beer, but, you know, didn't want to go have a draft craft beer that had been in a keg for three months, you know, over at Highway. You know, so, right. we, um, so, we, uh, so we, we started looking all through the east side. Can't find a building here. On the east side of Grand Haven, Every, everything is everything is either man caves eating up as man caves. Like the best spaces are man caves. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the, the rich people in Grand Haven go, hey, let's go uh, let's go start a man cave over here in what would be an incredible brewery location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. so I had a heck of a time finding a building, and then all of a sudden this came available and it wasn't optimal. And with no looking at it, it you had to really have some vision yeah. to see what this was going to look like because it was a white tube of a building inside. And drop-in ceiling, which was ugly as sin, and um, and I saw it, and I said, you know what, this is perfect space size for us. And eventually, I talked Karen into it, and we, you know, pulled the trigger on it. And that was a year and a half ago now, you know, that we picked up this space and had to start the licensing and all that stuff, you know, getting that moving. But um, it took us a while, and uh, but here we are. And I'll tell you what, East Grand Haven residents have been super incredible. One month open, and every day we're still, you know, pretty packed. And, uh, and they're loving the beers, and it's just, we're, we're happy to be here for them. 
Um, and we're happy to be here for the workers on the on the south and east sides of town and stuff as they come through. Yeah, They're shout out to East man. Grand Haven uh, residents. I mean, yeah, yeah, shout out to them, man. They <laughs> they are so supportive. I think we have. I think we're up to about 130, 135 ish mug club members in the first couple of weeks being open. Yeah, that's awesome. And most of those are lifetime. That people sign up for lifetime. They're like, you're going to be here. We're East Side Grand Haveners. We're going to be here for sure. Yeah. So we're signing up. So talk about talk a little bit more about the mug club. Like, uh, how does that work? Well, we've got a we've got a um, right now. We're just getting ready to, to shut it down. I think for the year, just because we sort of hit the number we want to be at. But but in general, every year we're going to open it back up, and we might even open up a little bit before Christmas here as like a Christmas gift for you know offer a few more of them last minute here. But um, but if we have an annual one for sixty bucks, we have a lifetime one for one eighty. You end up getting a um, dollar uh, off every pint um, when you come in every single day. You get a special mug club uh, glass um, that says Berserker for Life on it, and um, and uh, it's an eighteen ounce pour versus a sixteen ounce pour, so you get a little extra beer and you get a discount on it. That's awesome. And then on Wednesdays you get double discounts. Wednesdays are special day, and we tried to coordinate it with the other breweries in town. One of them is Tuesday. I think the other one is actually on Wednesday too, but we try not to overlap because most people in Grand Haven are members of all three places. Okay, right. you know, so like we are, we're we're mug club members of all you know, their two places as well. Okay, and everyone that comes in here, they're like, yeah, we're we're members in Armory and we're members over at Odd Sides too. Oh, yeah. So we try not to conflict with each other. We want to give everybody that's mug club members a place to go every day and get their double discounts. Yeah, absolutely. So Wednesdays is the double day. Uh, they get two bucks off every standard size pour, and um, and then on uh, they get fifteen uh, percent off merchandise. You know, so for hats and shirts and stuff, they get a discount on that. And then we do special release parties and stuff. We got them all on an email list, so we can get them in here if we're doing a special release or we're gonna have. We're trying to gonna try next year when things are a little more normal. We're gonna try and do some barbecues and things like that, and have like where her and I are like put on some some events for the mug club members only. Like special parties. Yeah, that would be awesome. Special parties, That's exactly. a good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we're just there's a lot of other things you know, that come with the membership. You don't we don't get the special glass, and part of that was is that uh, you know I didn't want to do a special mug or a special glass and put it on the wall. One because we don't have the real estate for it in here, right? And two just because I wanted to make sure that one we could offer the bigger glass size, and I wanted people to be able to see the beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the one thing I never liked about the, the private mug club ones is a lot of time they're ceramic. Yep. And the problem is you can't see the beer through the glass. And you can't see the color and, you know, what it looks like or the haziness of it or whatever. And that, for me, that's part of the experience is to see the beer. I'm always wondering when we've had the mug clubs like that before. I'm like, I'm like darn, I'm like, man, I want to see this thing. I'm like, I wonder if that's reddish in tint or is it, you know, clear? Yeah. You like, know, it's like, it's so so we went with these. Um, so you don't get your own unique glass, but you get a... Uh, you know, you get a, a special glass for Mug Club members only. You know, yeah, it's um, awesome. And so it's a pretty decent discount um, overall, and uh, and everybody seems to be taking advantage of it. Yeah, we're getting packed, man. The Mug Club members are in here in pretty solid force regularly. I can imagine. That's one of my favorite things is like the collectability of stuff, and like when I come into a brewery that, you know, especially one that's just open, I look and you've got a lot of cool merch. You know, tie dyes are like my favorite. Yeah. So like I'm walking out of here with a tie dye shirt. Yeah, I'm walking out of here with a cool hat. I, you know, part of that was a sort of our our whole theme is uh, peace, love, and beer. I don't know if you see that on the shirts yeah. and yeah. the hats. Yeah. 
So we came up with that a while back. We're like, I know it's not like super original, you know, or anything. I'm sure other people are doing peace, love, and beer. You know, there's things on the internet. But, but, you know, we were like a, you know, being Caribbean based and, you know, our love of, uh, you know, Jamaica and things from down south. And Bob Marley is Karen's favorite artist and everything they stand for. Amazing artist. They, um, you know, we uh, wanted to, to dedicate to peace, love, and beer. You know, we want, we accept everybody in this place. Everybody for you know for them as individuals and not you know not any sort of labels. We love all. That's and, awesome. And we're all about that in our everyday life, and we wanted it to be here as well. So peace, love, and beer is just that. You know, we wanted it to wanted everybody to be accepted and uh, and everybody be a uh, you know uh, have fun when they come yeah. in for Zerk. And the style sort of fits that. You know, I mean, you can see when you come in here, it's it's pretty Caribbean-ish, or it's uh, you know it's it's um it's it's a uh, it's, it's like Latino. It's a uh, Southern, it's you know, it's got a little flavor. Everything, everything, yeah. I love the the walls that you've built with the wood. The pallet walls. The pallet walls. Like, yeah. Man, that's so smart. Like you just go out, you pick up all these pallets, and then you just like. Take but them it looks apart. nice though. It's and not it like awesome. thrown together. It's, no, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice. So cool. It, it's such a big open space. I yeah. mean, you talk about a space off to the side here where you're going to add a couple fermenters barrels where people will be able to see you brewing and possibly kegging at some point and then like we walk into this giant cooler that you made by hand like homemade in quotes we got some good pictures (laughs) we got some good pictures you guys will be able to check it out It's, it's not like a not like a, a it's not like a standard walk in no, it's, it's, I've it's, been in a lot yeah. of walk in coolers. Yeah, it looks nice. Very nice. Man, Good like job. you would live in that thing if it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. like so yeah, cold. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We um you know, and the whole the whole theme here being the Caribbean retro or the Caribbean industrial was you know, they, they repurpose a lot of stuff down south, you know, and um and uh and they make use of like everything. Like we, we I lived in Mexico and that's where Karen and I met, you know, for a couple of years. And um and they'll take, you know, an old shipping container and turn it into a restaurant. Yeah. You know, we'd mm-hmm. have these big machine containers down there. Those guys would take that thing, and next thing you know, they'd cut out one side of the thing and put, like, a roll-up roll up, you know, fabric door on it. Yeah. And next thing you know, you've got a restaurant that just popped up, a pop-up restaurant. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and so we wanted it to sort of feel like that, like where we repurposed, you know, these pallets. You know, there's, like, 60, 65 pallets on the walls in here. And, you know, we turned it into, like, a little shaker roof to try and feel yeah. a little bit more like, you know, Jamaica yeah. and the islands. You know, and awesome. um, and then we repurposed a bunch of tin, you know, from an old barn that we had over by uh, yeah. by one of the houses. And then we had uh, we repurposed a bunch of old wood from an old barn as well yeah. for all of our trim work. You know, and uh, and just wanted to feel like you know the stuff was like they grab stuff and they make it into something useful and just looks so cool. Yeah, yeah I love you know, it. so we wanted to do some of that here too and uh, try and make it feel. And in general, you know, Karen and I, having been previous, you know, and still are, you know, brew destination couple, we love breweries. And we just wanted to bring our, you know, what whatever made us feel comfortable, we felt would make a lot of people comfortable. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted high back chairs at the bar. I wanted pads here and there, you know, for people that you know, enjoy having a pad on their seat. We threw in uh, outlets that have uh, USB chargers on it because yeah, you know, I, mean, I awesome. always I always forget my damn base yeah. my plugger. Always. Same, the same, the same. But I have the cord. It's always in my car. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I don't want to leave my phone in the car charging when I'm sitting in here having a beer. I want yeah, to right. be able to sit there with a charger. Yeah. So it's just like little things like that. I said, you know, oh, the higher foot rail. 
we had people that are like, you know what, I hate when people put in the, you know, the five or six inch foot rail because yeah. then their feet just dangle and their legs fall asleep. So I'm yeah. like, I heard you, man. 14 inch foot rails or that's whatever it awesome. is, 13, 14 yeah. inch foot rails. So I'm like, now they're like, that's great. I can put my feet up there and I don't feel like I'm hanging off the edge of a chair. But I like how it's but. still growing too. Like you've got this big white wall and you've got the start of artwork up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, going to be a whole mural though. So we had this big white wall on the one inside wall. And, um, and we've got a couple tattoo artists from its entities, uh, entity salon or entity studio, studio entity mm-hmm. studio. Okay. And, um, so, uh, Lauren and Kennedy have been in here working their tail off to make us some really cool artwork. Yeah. And, uh, they had never done murals before and they wanted an opportunity to do a mural. You know, they've only done, you know, tattoos yeah. and they've done a couple of Karen's tattoos for her and, uh, and she's just loved them. So she brought them in here. Yeah. And, uh, so they're going to help fill up some of this wall and they've already got a couple of nice pieces going. And then we're going to try and find more muralists and more artists, and we're going to fill this whole wall all the way down. Again, with in general, the theme is peace, love, and beer, and that's all we tell them. We're like, try and capture what you feel when you come in here and put it on that wall for us, and yeah. you know, and we're trying not to steer it too much. Just let them do it, you know. No, that's awesome. It's a, a great way to uh, give back to these people who could be struggling right now. Yeah, for sure. In the in the current climate, where yeah, they come in and you know, I don't know if. How long does something like that take to get put up? Yeah. So that so that we've got a big shark here, and it's you know it's, it's God that thing is a good probably nine feet by like yeah. it's like ten by ten almost. Yeah. There. Humongous. It's um and uh, it took her um she was in here probably six or seven times at about three hours each. Okay. So maybe about twenty hours of painting, you know, on there, and that you know they they basically they drew all those by hand, so they drew the paintings up by hand on yeah. their yeah. on their either their iPad or however they sketch it, and then they put it on there. They broadcast it on the wall on a on a uh, projector, a projector, yeah. and then they then they outline a lot like they do a tattoo, you know, yeah. where they make the, the artwork and they stick it on, and yep. they outline, and yeah. they did the same thing but in a bigger bigger format. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah, and then they then they hand color and hand shaded everything. That's good. Yeah, you know, it turned a, out really cool. They're doing a really good job. A great that. way to give back. I do the same thing for my tattoo artist. He makes me uh, artwork that is on like cut pieces of log like shaved oh, that's cool. log. So like he's made me a couple of pieces. I've got one coming from my wife for my her birthday. And then I've got another for one of our uh, investors that I made special for him. That's cool. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, you just walk in here. It's a friendly place. Yes, it's it's such a cool atmosphere. Yeah. That's what we wanted. We want, like I said, we wanted it to be what we would be comfortable with, because we figure, you know, we're pretty representative of most of the brewery crowd these days, and you know, craft brew drinkers, and, uh, and so we made it comfortable for ourselves, thinking that, you know, look, if I would, if I were willing to want to sit here and have a pint or two or more than one, then uh, probably a lot of people will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we've heard that a lot already from the just four weeks we've been open. A lot of people are saying, you know, that they, they, they just they love the environment. They like the music playlists that we have. We play a lot of modern reggae and a lot of old reggae. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we slowly drift into some yacht rock mixed in here and there, and just okay. crazy stuff. Yeah. And they're just like your playlists are so eclectic. We just love listening to the music and sitting here and enjoying that. And then we still have TVs on too, you know. So yeah. not not with the sound playing, but at least you know if there is a good game on, you know, you can catch yeah. the game on there. But our goal is not to ever be sort of a sports bar per se, but. We wanted a little something for everyone that came in, you know. And if you right. come in by yourself and you want to sit here and watch your Law and Order on the TV, yeah. I don't care. Whatever, I'll flip yeah. Law and Order on yeah. for you if you want to sit there and drink a beer and watch it. Whatever you're comfortable with, you know. Surf your phone. You come here and do you. Yeah. You know. So, so t- oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say. So Tyler, how long have you actually um, 
been brewing? Like, yeah, how long have you yeah. been? That was my exact question I was going to ask. <laughs> awesome. You got yeah. head in the same place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I... Um, uh, and that is the case. We brew everything right here. So um, we brew in the back room, you know, the buildings, which is sort of cool. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, not every place does that anymore because, one, a lot of people just outgrow it. But, yeah. But, yeah, but we, we haven't been uh, – I was not really brewing very long in comparison to a lot of people out in, you know, in the brewing industry. And I don't claim to be a master brewer by any sense. I tell you guys, you know, before we started, I'm a, a home brewer. Um, we started about four to five years ago, home brewing, four years and um and uh just playing with a lot of different things but know what we like you know i mean so we started brewing beers initially that we liked for ourselves just to have on tap and we've got a nice four-place kegerator in our garage you know that we were just looking to fill yeah that's awesome and uh and so we just started playing with stuff but you know i was i'm an engineer by trade so i loved the equipment side and uh and so i just kept upgrading my home brewing system and trying to make it more and more technical and tweaking it and tweaking it and playing with it and then i uh i said you know what um yeah I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh... Are you guys opening? Oh, are we opening? Yep. Yes. Okay, no worries. It's my mom. We have the dog, so we'll just sit out front. Go sit. Take your time. Awesome. Thanks. Cheers. Neighborhood people popping in. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> it's about time to open. It's oh, a we live, gotta get busy. It's a live brewery, guys. Yeah. Like we're not. We're not playing around yeah. here. No, that's right. We're we're here to work. <laughs> But so uh, four years ish, you know, and um, I was a member of the mob. We joined the mob right away because I realized that, um, which is Muskegon Ottawa Brewers. Give them a shout out because they're great guys. Thanks to Claire. Thanks to Claire. Say, like, you're in the yeah. mob. Like, I'm in the mob. How, yeah. how worried mob. should I be right now? Like, yeah, yeah. No, they are. Tony Soprano in the back room. Right, yeah. yeah. But no, we um, uh, we we joined the we joined the Muskegon Ottawa Brewers just to try and get a little more information and, and have they're so helpful. I mean, uh, when you join like those homebrewing guilds and or any of those groups or even you know like the online stuff you know for homebrewers, um, you got the, you all of a sudden you open yourself to this huge community of people. They're nothing more than supportive, just like the big brewing industry is. Yeah, homebrewers and brewers in general and people in the brewing industry are so friendly and so open to sharing everything they know about it to help promote the craft. You know what I mean? Craft. They, they always want to promote the craft. So it's like um, the homebrewing guild that we joined was called the Mob, Muskegon Water Brewers. And, uh, and the people in that really helped take us to the next level. You know, right away, if you want to have a beer judged and you just made your first beer ever, do you want it judged or you want it just to taste and give you feedback? Because there's two different things, you know, yeah. in the world. There's, there's true judging, which yeah. is like, okay, what style is this? And here's how we're going to judge it. And it'll give you actual sheet yeah. and, re- and feedback, which is great. And we needed that. We, I wanted to know how to get better at the beers we were making. So I started um, uh, getting judged. I started getting the, um, you know, uh, getting some feedback from the guys in the group, and uh, and you know, initially it's not all great, but it was good. And then they give you a little ideas and tweaks, how to tweak this. What are you going to do about this? Yeah. You know, well, here's what I sense. There's an off flavor here or there. You know, and here's how you fix that. And um, it just was a great community, and they really they really pumped us up. Karen and I started to get excited about brewing beer, and then, like I said, when uh, Armory and those guys started mentioning, you know, hey, we think there should be another brewery here in town, we ramped up production, and I started brewing every weekend double batches of beer to try and get more exposure yeah. for myself to learn the different styles of beers. Yeah. So we did about 100 beers in one year. Wow. Wow. And we get that a lot from drank like, about a hundred beers at five gallons each. Man, we get that a lot from like all of the breweries we've been to. Like it's just like one big brewery family. Like they don't mind helping each other out. It's like a friendly competition. It's there's literally no competition because I and what we look at is this. We know, and I think all brewers have started to realize this: the better breweries do, 
the better all breweries do. Uh huh. Yep. It's um it's not like another business where there's only a limited amount of supply. The supply and demand is huge for this industry. And the more you promote, the more people that come into the fray. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the more people that come into collecting craft beer. You know, you can take a guy and sit him at the bar and they start out drinking, what's your closest thing to Bud Light? Oh, here I got this Kolsch, I got this Mexican lager, you know, you'll like that, it's pretty good. And then but then you slip them but hey, can you try this, you know, pale ale? Next yeah. thing you know, you're getting a pale ale drinker, and then you work them up to the lowest level IPA you got. Yeah. You know, you're, you're you're building the you're, you're building the craft beer industry. Yeah. You know, and the, uh, and they all understand that. Yeah, you know, the, these guys all understand it. The best phrase I've ever heard is the uh, rising tide lifts all ships. That's pretty cool. So that's that's, deep. that's really what it is. You're right. It is. It does. Yeah. You're right. You're completely right. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan is, and if <clears throat> you'd be surprised, I mean. Pat, last week you said you went to uh, when you went to San Diego. Yeah, beer it was versus different. what we have here in Michigan because we have the best water, you know, yeah. the best land to grow the hops. It's right here in Michigan, so yeah, it, it was, really is. It was a different experience. I would go into a brewery, try a beer, and be like, "Nope, not for me." Go to the next brewery, nope, not for me. Yeah. And it was, but it was all the same beers too. Yep, like yep. there was no variation. Yeah. So well, then you know that brings us to like what we're trying to do here. I'm I'm trying to make beers that everyone sort of wants for this community, and so I'm feeding back based on what I know they want, what I, I know I've liked, mm-hmm. and what I felt like we've been lacking some a little bit in the in the beer area, you know, the beer area here. Right. You know, so we're trying to make a little bit of everything for everybody, you know, but um, and just just you know, so not no one specialty, you know, no one type of beer, or, you know, any one thing. It's just um, it's just. You know, I know people want some light ones on. I know there's a lot of IPA drinkers right now in the area, and there's a lot of people that like dark beers. So we're trying to cover the gamut. And there's sour drinkers, you know, so we've even got a sour on tap right now. And we'll try and keep a little bit of all those. We've only got 12 taps to play with, so it's sort of limited. But 12 we'll taps just... is a lot for us. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, limited. It's, 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 well, <laughs> I'm comparing ourselves to the other two guys down the street. It's like 24 and 50. You yeah, know, it's like so we're literally tiny compared to that. But yeah, Quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah I agree. But it's uh, so we're 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 just trying to do that, you know. So the the home brewing led into um, led into the professional brewing, and uh, we we jammed out a lot of beers in our year before we opened, and uh, got a lot of exposure, and started to win some awards and stuff. So we entered as many brewing competitions as we could, you know, to try and get feedback from the home brewing side, and uh, and uh, we started to win some awards in those categories, and uh, it was really re- uh, rewarding, you know. I mean, it was uh, it was sort of. Uh, just sort of told us that maybe maybe we, this will work out. Yeah, you know, and so we started just kept kept down the path and kept on and and with the help of literally every brewery in the area that you know that we know, they all gave us so much help. And again, like you said, non competition. Talk about someone giving you their entire pro forma for their own business without adding any of the numbers or covering anything up. Here, this is how we did it. Give you the whole spreadsheet yeah. for it. That's you know, wild. Um, uh, guy, you know the guys down south. I'll throw out Brewery Four Two Four too. Um, you know, um, uh, Dave down there is freaking awesome. He's uh, he gave us, you know, helped us with our whole thing through the health department. Um, he basically turned over his whole packet that he promoted you know, himself with the, to the health department, and we just basically started took it to ourselves and added it a little bit, and, you know, and then threw that out there for ourselves. And now we're going to turn around and help Coopersville Brewing out here, um, you know, with um, uh, the guys that are starting that up out there. It's uh, it's everybody. It's they they told me like when I started. They said, "Don't worry, you'll you'll pay it back. You're gonna pay it forward to someone else down the road. You're gonna be the next guy that gets help train the next brewery." Yeah, you know, and help them with their issues. And it's already started. People are reaching out to us, knowing that we're fairly new, and we just went through it. 
And we've actually got two breweries in planning right now that are reaching out to us and going, hey, how'd you pass out of the county health department? Did they hit you on this yeah. stuff? How's that work? You know, and so we're giving them what we know because it's fresh in our heads right now, you know, and so like you said, there's keep it going. It's not competition. It's uh, we know we lift each other up. Yeah, right? that's good. That's, that's good, so man. awesome. Uh, so in you, you told us a story off air about a competition that you won first place in. For yeah. A beer. So we've got um. If you guys want to taste it, I don't know how, how are you going to go about this, but we're sitting yeah, here. Yeah, which with, one is it? You've got you got eight beers sitting each in front of each yeah, of you here. Yeah. Um, it's Wicked Smot. So Wicked Smot is our New England style double IPA, and we named it Wicked Smot because Wicked is you know the is sort of got to say with a Boston accent. You know the yeah. Wicked Smot. Which one with is an it? An H. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that would be the uh, that's the fourth one down your flight list here. It's this one, this sort of brownish reddish okay. one here. Okay. Okay. We'll start there. Yeah, because you out of how many? Um, so we we were in the Michigan State Beer Cup, which is out of Ann Arbor, and uh, we mailed our beer samples in as a home brewer to that. And um, we had uh, we sent in a Hefeweizen, and we sent in our double IPA, which we had made um, recently for a friend of ours that actually said, "Man, make a double IPA. You've made one." I'm like, "I haven't made one yet." We worked this one up, and um, and uh, it made a New England style double IPA. He said, "It sounds great." So I worked that up, made it, and we went, "Holy crap, this is great! It's pretty good. It has a lot of flavor, a lot of good nose yeah. on it. It's a 9.1, 9.2% beer." Um, so it's pretty hefty in alcohol. Yeah. Um, it's got a four hops all the way through it, all the way, um, you know, in double dry hopped. And um, it's uh, got a great nose on it. And the thing is, it's 94 IBUs, but you'd never know it. And you'd almost never know it's 9%er. Yeah. It's it so doesn't... smooth. It's, it's very, very dangerous. Well, we do a 13 yeah. ounce pour of it now because yeah. we opened with 16 ounce and mug oh, club wow. glasses of it up to 18 ounce. And that was a little irresponsible of us. And people we were watching just... people after two beers going, uh... well, they're already getting shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> the volume begin to turn up in here. Oh, yeah. People start talking louder. Yeah. So that one, we uh, in that Michigan State Beer Cup, we got uh, uh, we got the notification saying, hey, everyone on this list made either honorable mention or above. And we, I told Karen right away, I'm like, sweet, we made honorable mention, you know, thinking we got the <laughs> lowest level of everything on it. Yeah. And then we, uh, we get the results in after uh, about a month, and I'm like, I don't see us on the list. I'm looking through the honorable mentions for the double IPA category. I'm like, wow, we must have won for the Hefeweizen. Yeah. So we got looking at the Hefe list. It's like, nope, nothing on there. And I'm like, what the hell? Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe we didn't really qualify. Yeah. And we went back, and we're looking at the double IPA category. And after we went through the 12 or 14 honorable mentions that were in the list, and then third, second, first place, wicked smart, you know, Tyler Forbes and Karen, Tyler and Karen Forbes. And I said, Karen went, holy Christ, we got first place. And so we took first place in a Michigan double IPA category out of home brewers. Out of, there was like, it was, that, that, that competition has 525 brewers in it. Yeah. And that year was 525 different brewers. Wow. And so I was like, holy crap, in a double IPA category. Good for us. Wow. It was awesome. They sent us a little swag pack and all the stuff and a little medal. And, that's you know, amazing. Was like, it was fun. Yeah, that's so awesome. What no, year was that, 2018 That was or two years ago. So 2018? It would have been 2018, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that one that actually won a competition here in our homebrew guild down here at Oddsides. They hosted one once for us, just as a homebrew guild, okay. a little private one. We took third, and so I'll throw out there for Reed Warber, who graded, graded us a third on that one because Reed's a good friend and he used yes. to be the manager down there at Oddsides. Hey, Reed, that that was a first place beer, man. Come on. Yeah, what are you yeah. thinking, Reed? What are you thinking, Reed? Let's He'll come on, Reed. Okay, we, we'll we'll give him a shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give him some grief. Reed, come on, man. This should place a lot higher. So, no, it's good. So when you started the homebrewing, did you start right away with a Mr. Beer Cat? <laughs> no, uh, my buddy. No, I did not. 
Uh, years ago, I thought about buying one of those. I remember yeah. those Mr. Beer Kids Everyone. In the box. Everyone had one. That was wow. that was like 10, 15 years ago. It's in my Amazon list right now. <laughs> nice. Okay. I looked at those years ago and never really got into it. Just didn't have the time to mess with it. And then when I did start homebrewing, I grabbed something off of Facebook Marketplace. I talked to a buddy who talked me into doing it. Right. The homebrewing stuff. Actually, Jordan, the guy that makes all of our gear now, he oh, got me into awesome. homebrewing because he had started doing it recently. He's like, dude, see, go buy these plastic buckets and get these, you know, this, this, you know, um, five gallon, you know, pot and yeah. put it on the stove and just, you know, you figure it out. It's no problem. It's great. It's like yeah. an engineering sport. I'm like, sweet. So I bought a, a guy was selling his entire sort of startup kit online. Yeah, right. And I picked it up for like 100 bucks. Oh, jeez. Got everything I needed to go home and homebrew. And with the how to brew, uh, you know, the, um, the, the, no, the oh, book. The, the guy. You know, yeah. the, with the how to brew book. Oh, yeah. And I sat down and I didn't even start. Oh, I did take that back. I read like the first chapter that's like the quick intro start. Yeah. And then, then I bought a bunch of IPA kits online because I wanted to make IPAs yeah. right away. And you were set. And I was all set. Yeah. Went to Northern Brewer and uh, online and bought three IPA kits on sale and realized that if you're buying on-sale kits later on in life, I went, no wonder those tasted so bad yeah. because they were all on sale because they were getting old. Yeah. <laughs> so the hops and we were getting bad and the, and the grains were punky and they weren't the best beers I made, but they turned out pretty good out of a kit. Drinkable? Oh, they were drinkable, yeah, for oh, sure. That's all that yeah. counts, really. They did the job, right? <laughs> they did. They did the job for a while. Before we move on, I want to talk about one thing that Karen made for us. And she's going to have to scoot in a little bit. I'm going to let her say what the name is because I don't want to mess it up. Um, Hi, I'm Karen. (laughs) So what I gave you guys is a michelada. Michelada. It's a typical drink that um, we use in Mexico as our hangover cure. It consists like uh, some tomato clamato base. Yep. With some Maggi sauce, which is like a Mexican Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. And some salt, lime juice in there. And it's typically served with a Mexican lager, which we serve it here with our Kicking the Donkey lager. And, yeah, it's just kind of a little bit brings you back to life when you're feeling rough from yeah. the previous night drinking. Yeah. I love it. This is my new Bloody Mary. It's pretty yeah. good. I, I was telling her earlier, like, I need some, like, I feel like you need some kind of, like, protein or some kind of like meat or something like that to go along with and she was saying like they usually do like shrimp and yeah we serve them with shrimp in mexico um it's it's like you just said it's a bloody mary beer drink yeah it's delicious yeah so and you guys have plans now to make these on was it sundays yes we're planning on introducing a sunday fun day build your michelada um Working on details, but I think it's going to be something that we're going to do. Uh, people have been loving them. Yeah. And yeah we... it'll, it'll go along well with the NFL days. And <laughs> we're, we'll turn football on the TV, and instead of, Mich- instead of Bloody Mary's, you know, we'll offer the Micheladas. Yeah, I've seen them built up with, like, slices of pizza and everything. It's like, crazy, dude. You can go crazy oh. with those. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We're going to try and keep them a little more traditional than that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we're putting a cheeseburger in a Michelada. But I've seen that. I've um, seen that. I have, too. We had that down south once in one of the breweries we went to. A place. Yeah. We, yes. we, had a, we had a Bloody Mary drink that had, I mean, it was huge. It was, you know, it was a good foot in diameter. Or not a cheeseburger, but put a slider on there or something like that. <laughs> something. Well, how about a tamale? A tamale. We can make oh, some, my gosh. I love you tamales. You can stick a taco tamales. on the top and of the thing. Tamales awesome. and Michelada Sunday fun day. That, would be good. <laughs> that needs to happen. Well, that's uh, so the base beer behind the michelada is the kick in the donkey. We yeah. make we make a Mexican lager, and it's uh, oh, that's the first it's sort of in between um, 
you know, it's in between a Dos Equis and a Corona. It's just a real that, typical is that light this Mexican That's number one right here. That's, that's number one. Very yes. first beer you got Kicking the donkey. Yep. It's just what it says, a Mexican lager, and it already has real that simple. lime taste mm. in it. It's super crushable, fresh. One of my favorites. All day long. We, uh, yep. we threw a little bit. I wanted it to be, uh, I wanted to have a little based in lime flavor so we didn't have to yeah. carry limes at the bar just because we didn't want to have to cut up the fruit and deal with all that. Yeah. And so we threw a little Motueka hops in there at the end of the boil, just enough to give it a little tiny yeah. hint of a lime in the background. This and is I, like a Corona, but better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has a little, it's a, it's a little more filling in it than a. You know what? Actually, the guy described it to me the other day. He goes, and I thought he was almost dead on. He says it's like uh, he goes. He says, you know, he goes. It reminds me of a Michelob Ultra mixed with a Modelo. And yeah, I right. went, if you've ever had Modelo Especial or one of those, I said, yeah. I said, you know, what? You're, you're right. I get those two flavors out of it too. Now that yeah. you mentioned it, yeah. he said it, and he was like, nailed it. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, because it has like the traditional American lagery flavor of like a Michelob or something, but then you get that the corn background of it of the uh, Modelo. Yeah. Like a Modelo, yeah. yeah. And we actually it. end up serving it with a lime on the rim because oh, people have asked oh, for it, like it. And yeah. you just squeeze the lime in there and it just gives it a little perfect, the perfect hint. Yeah. We we did end up doing that. Yeah, we do. We still end up <laughs> it, cutting the fruit up in yeah. your And it looks super cool too, the lime yeah. on the side. Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't mind doing the fruit ads in the beer and things like that. If someone wants a lime or they want an orange on something that tastes like an Oberon because that's what they're used to getting. The tomato we serve with an orange Fine. slice as well. Would yeah. you say like you can, you can like drink this with dinner? Oh, yeah. oh, I could drink this all day. Trail. Yeah, I could I wake up at like 10, 11 o'clock, <laughs> go out to my hobby farm, yeah. <laughs> do some chores. Uh, I think I'm going to have a kick in the donkey yeah, right now. I could wake up, you know, like at 10 in the morning, come in, you know, do a podcast and start drinking a flight of beers. You know, that's like, I can see you doing that. Right. This is the best Sunday <laughs> ever. I mean, how do you top that? Right. I mean, it's I love funny. it. So it's good. So that's the kick of the donkey, man. But it's um, it came it came out decent. It's probably our probably our second best selling beer. Yep. Yeah. After Creeper, yep. Yeah. Good stuff. I love it. I creeper. Love Where where's the Creeper? Ooh, creeper. Oh, there's a great. So there's stories behind a lot of our beers. You got to hear the story behind Creeper. Let's talk about that. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna give a, we're gonna give a shout out again to two of our one of two of our friends. One of them who is the owner of the Armory, Orion Andrews, and um and uh, and then uh, Don Carter, who's been a lifelong friend of mine. And, and he also got me into the brewing. He had brewed with other friends before, but never done it himself. And so I asked him, I'm like, well, when you brewed with so-and-so, did you do this and did you do this? And so he came over when I first started brewing and really gave me a hand. And he's, uh, and even though he didn't really know how to brew, he knew way more than I did at the particular time just from sitting in on a few. Yeah. And then he, uh, uh, so we were brewing one day in my garage, at, and this is, this is quite a while in, so I'd already been home brewing a long time. This Creeper beer is my nemesis beer. I don't know why, because it's just a stupid Citra IPA. But it never tasted the way I wanted it to. And so going on to like batch six or seven of this thing after a year of fighting with it, she always told me give up on it. Give up on that beer. She goes, I hate I don't want you to make another crappy Citra IPA that's, not, that's something we don't want to drink. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I agree. Little would have known that it was going to be our best-seller beer yeah. <laughs> right now in the tap room. It is. Yes. I'm going to try this one. Is that I'm, the I'm second glad. one? That's the third, the third, third one. one. Did I grab the right one? Okay. Yeah, I'm jumping right to it. Yeah. And so so we it were... looks amazing. Like, you hold it up to the light. It's hazy. It's citrusy. It's... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely in there. Yeah. So this has been our biggest seller thus far, but it was my nemesis beer. And I, I didn't want to give up on it. I'm I was glad stubborn. You didn't. 
and uh, it was uh, going on batch six or seven. Ryan Andrews came over that day because mm. Karen was making tortas for breakfast, and we were brewing early in the morning in the garage. And uh, my friend Don was there, Don Carter, who the Creeper is named after now. This is how it started. We're brewing, and we're talking about something, and something probably very inappropriate. I can't remember what Don said exactly, but um, I said, Don, you're such a creeper, man. I'm like, we were just both laughing. <laughs> Ryan said, too, you're such a creeper, Don. And then all of a sudden, Ryan goes, that's the beer name, because we were brewing this batch of beer, which the recipe stuck. That day, it turned out great. We named oh. it that day, and Ryan was there and helped us name it, and uh, we, we called, came up with the Creeper. And I'm like, then we went on beyond that. It was going to be, it was going to be Imperial Creeper yeah. after that, AKA the Don. And so we've actually got an Imperial Creeper beer too yeah. now. So we're going to make an Imperial stuff. version of this one, um, and that'll be on tap one of these days after the Wicked Smot runs out. So, wow. So yeah. So anyways, the, the names behind beers are always great. You know, I mean, it's usually a bunch of people sitting around doing something silly, and next thing you know, you that's a beer name, the Creeper. Yep. So the Creeper was born that day. Yeah, I'm always interested in like the names and the beers. I know, like, how do you guys usually come up with just the names? Is it just random or just like? It's just crazy. I sat there and I come up with, um, you know, we we've got uh, I've got a notepad on my phone. You know, I've got notes on there. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, notepad is full. And if I've one of them, one of the notes is titled Beer Names. Yeah. And I sat there and I, uh, um, anytime something comes up or someone just says something, I'm always on the lookout in my mm-hmm. mind for, uh, for something that's catchy yeah. and just something that's strange or there's a little story behind it. And so I'll be with buddies and someone will say something, I'm like, that's a beer name. The next time I'm going to type it down. And one day I just pass the phone around to people too and I'm like, I'm like, I need beer names for something like this. And I pass the phone around, I get my phone back the next day and there's like 25, 30 things Heck listed yeah. on there. Most of them are not family appropriate, or yeah, yeah. definitely not PG. But you can weed through it or change them a little bit. Yeah. I go, those are some of those are damn good for beer names, yeah. and there's stories behind most of them. So we're you know? looking for a beer name for us. We want a, a brewery to put a, a Brewery Brothers beer on oh, tap. Oh my goodness! Oh, could I you could do some stuff? Could you that. be the That'd first be cool one? As hell. No one else has jumped on the bandwagon yet. <laughs> brewery Brothers. I'm telling Karen over here. I'm like, Karen, they're looking for a Brewery Brothers beer, so they could put the name on it. Yeah, there you go. You got to see. We've got to brainstorm this a little bit. You guys got to tell me what your styles are. What do you think Brewery Brothers is about? Oh. And then we'll make the recipe. It's and then you got to come in and brew it, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll you can do a, a Brewery Brothers Brew podcast. That's what we'll do. We'll come in and record it. We are ebony and ivory. That's what. If you go by that, so I should make a white chocolate stout. There it is. That would be. There it is, right there. We just did it. There you Ebony go. I think that's it. In. Ivory. There you go. Lock it in. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's do it, man. Let's, let's figure it out. I'll sit down. I'll, I'll write the recipe. We'll figure right. it out somehow. We'll, we'll tap into what you guys like about flavors, and we'll try and figure out how that will work. That'd yeah. be cool as hell. That'd be awesome. I think it'd be neat. Sweet. I yeah. mean, I'm done. You sold me. There's a new Snack. beer name. And now I've got one less beer name i got to come yeah. up with. Yeah. <laughs> Brewery gotta, Brothers would be awesome. i got to write it down. Ebony and Ivory. It's pretty good, though. I like that one. Which one did you use? Oh, the, the uh, creeper. creeper. Yeah. That, like I said, that's our biggest seller right now. Um, we had growlers turned on the first week we were open, yeah. and that thing was flying out the door. I couldn't keep up with it. We sold our – so we got a three-barrel system here. So oh. I'm making, you know, six kegs at a time and um, you know, per batch. And uh, that first six kegs of Creeper went in, like, two, two and a half days. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm just going to need a keg of this to take home. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yeah, no. We can't right now. No, Sorry, Sorry not filling growlers, not distributing kegs right now. Understandable. <laughs> but, coming uh, soon. Coming soon, for sure. Terrell, distract them. I'm going 
I'm gonna go check out that cooler again. Yeah, <laughs> distract him. Look, there's a rabbit, Tyler. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> I Look did that. that. <clears throat> we ramble on, but I did that to my daughter last night. I go. Uh, she was sitting there drinking a Red Bull, and I go, I haven't had a sip of a Red Bull in a long time. Can I have a sip? And she's like, no, that's my straw. And I go, oh, my God, did your dog like, get into it with a porcupine? And she ran over to like check on her dog, and I took a sip of her, her Red Bull. And she's like, oh, now i got to get a new straw. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So... So what do we have? What what would you recommend for us to try next? Like, yeah. what's the next one? Well, let's see here. Let's um, you know, you got the creeper taste in your mouth. Let's um, oh, that that would sound really bad too. The creeper yeah, taste. You got a yeah. taste. Of the, you got a taste of the creeper in your mouth. Again, a shout one out love. to Don. Go to one love though. Well, let's um, yeah, maybe. Well, let's keep on. Let's keep on the. Let's keep on the IPA track a little bit, just so you can stay hoppy in your mouth. Then then we can cleanse your palate a little bit, and you can jump back to some of the other ones. Okay. So Tell us where to go, man. So do the. Let's do the. Let's do the red rye. Red rye. Um, which one is the red rye? Red rye is like the second it. one in there. Second one. It's red rye IPA, and um, we put this on one just because one, I love red ryes, and nobody around here carries them hardly ever anymore. And it's just, and this is honestly, this was the first recipe I ever wrote when I made one from scratch. Was, was what are the ingredients one. in this one? Well, it's a, it's a water. It's a, yeah, it's water, <laughs> hops, yeast, barley. Yeah, okay. those ones. Those ones are in there. Okay. okay. I, I've got this brewing nailed. It's it. It's it's one of those four things that's in there. Thanks, Pat. Oh wait, no, all four of those things are in there. Um, when I was a kid, I used to love Killian's Irish Red. Was was that I did a too. red rye? No, that was just a red ale. A red ale. Yep. I used to. I, it was love, an Irish red ale. Yep. Love that, Killian's. I loved Killian's too. But I, I, you know, and more recently than that, you got you got Founders has Red's Rye. Um, I like that one. It's pretty good. It's not one of my favorite red ryes out there. I actually mm-hmm. had one that I like better. The Armor used to have, when they first opened there four or five years ago, had Red Rider on. And I was like, oh, I love that red rye IPA. And then they sort of stopped carrying it. I'm like, man, I'm like, so when I first started, I told Karen, I said, I love red rye IPA. So the first recipe I wrote was for a red rye. Yeah. And um, it's just solid. It's got that peppery and earthy flavor from the rye side of it, you know, and then you get, um, it's got a classic hops. I think this one's all Cascade. Really simple. It's not. Um, it's nothing huge. It's dry hopped. You know, one time, but it's a. Uh, um, it's just real simple. It's a fairly simple recipe, and we made a summer version of it for the summer because we made one that came in real light. It was like five seven ish. So that was a nice drinkable one. We were sitting out here when it's eighty nine yeah. outside oh. the patio, and then we thickened it back up for the winter version. So it comes in now around six two six three. You know, percent. Yeah. And it's a, and it's about probably about fifty fifty five IBUs I think off the top of my head, but it's a. Uh, it's just a nice rounded IPA, and you get that nice rye backbone to it, and it's red. It's a, it's a good flavor. I like it. Um, it's just one of my standbys. Whenever I don't know what else I want to drink when I'm sitting here, I'll grab a red rye. Heck yeah, yeah. I would, you know what? Like, this is. I'm in trouble, Troll. <laughs> Troll, I fall in love too easy. You know that. Yeah. And so far, I have. Does your wife know that, though? Oh, yeah, she knows that. <laughs> she knows that. Big time. Uh, I haven't come across a beer I could drink all day. You haven't? No. This red rye, this might be my favorite beer. Here you go. Right now. Did he fall in love with the last podcast, too? I fall in yeah. love with every podcast. podcast. Okay, good. I was taking you seriously here. I thought we were getting married or something. No, I'm being serious. I'll, I'll marry you right now. Karen? 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 I'm converting Tyler 
He's, he's marrying the red rye. I'm marrying the red rye. I love it. So this it's, is it's a blast. It's a real. It's a real simple. Uh, it's real. Real fairly simple red rye recipe. I mean, it's nothing. There's super... a big difference because the malt, the rye malt. I think uh, it yeah. adds that different flavor of yeah, the malt. Yeah, It's mm-hmm. just different. The rye. It's yeah. this or kicking the donkey. Yeah. I don't know. Real straightforward. No, I just, I just double check. I'm looking at the thing. It's like, um, it's, it's got the big, the, the three big C's of you know hops in there. We got it's Columbus, Centennial, and Cascade. Okay. Okay. So okay. Yeah. So you can get a little. I've taste heard of all of three of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not homebrewers. Three C's. Yeah. The part of this is us learning. You betcha. And us. He's speaking for himself. I've been homebrewing for. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Terrell hasn't homebrewed anything. No. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> he's homebrewing, you know, he's homebrewing brownies. Yeah, yeah Special brownies. Special <laughs> brownies. No, uh, we want to enlighten and uplift all our microbreweries in yeah. our area. In West Michigan, it's such a special community. We love going into special, like, small microbreweries. Like, we like the big breweries, like, Unruly and Founders yeah. and Pigeon Hill. But man, like you come into a, a small place like this and you try like these just staple beers. And like you remember why you like beer so much. I know, right? Like it's I love this red rye, this kicking the donkey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like if I had kicking the donkey at home. I don't know if my wife would be super happy or like, are you going to sober up this Committing week? Yeah. Like, are you going back to work? It's like, we need to not have a chat. Yeah. Me and the family are going to have a little chat. No, he'll, he'll walk in the room. Intervention. intervention. He'll walk in the room and it's like all his family and they're like, hey, Pat, hey, we want to talk to you. Want to have a seat with No, not chair? now. <laughs> it just started. The little old lady is in there. Hold on, hold on. Let me go get a beer first. Hey, Pat. <laughs> Let's talk about your problems. Yeah. Your family loves you so much. (laughs) (laughs) They've all wrote you letters today. Oh, my gosh. I am not ready for that intervention. Then they they bring in. If the film crew is there. (laughs) You're like, oh. That's one of my favorite shows is intervention. And they bring in somebody you haven't seen in years to, like, read a letter to you. My cousin from. We used to be such close friends. (laughs) We were were best friends when we were growing up. We played the Nintendo together. I've even seen this guy since I started drinking. (laughs) What the hell? How all of a sudden are we. Dennis, where did you go? (laughs) My nephew, Dennis. Man, I need you back. Shout out, Dennis. I need him back in my life. If he weren't drinking, I'd I'd welcome him with open arms. You know what? Okay, secret time. Oh, oh, secret gosh. time. Secret time. Okay. I drink on podcasts. What? I, I really don't drink at home. Nice. Oh. I'm very. If you believe that. I, I well, you know what? Bridge. Some a bridge in New York or something. Listen, I've got <laughs> three Oktoberfests in my in my fridge that I still. I, I thought you were going to point finished. towards your car for a second. In my car <laughs> no, right now. No, no, no. Okay, double secret time. Oh, okay. <laughs> the company I work for, they picked up a trailer and it had a case of Blue Moon in it. And every day I've been leaving work with like three or four of them, in the because it's in the fridge. And in the morning, sometimes I'll go to grab a water and I'll just grab that. Nice. 
Nice. And then I'm out on the road and I open up my cooler and I'm like, I got no water. Wait, why do I have a beer? I think I have a problem. <laughs> so, but on the way home, you know, I'll have one before I leave just to study the nerves. Just, sorry, just guys, keep keep so. calm. I that doesn't sound out to me. Does it sound to you, Karen? Nope. Took, no. That's our life. <laughs> Do you guys have a far drive home? Because no, it's like six miles. Man. Here. It is? I think it's less than Six, that. seven miles. No, I know. I walked it the other night. Well, that's the smartest thing <laughs> to like, do. like, shh. It was a late night at the brewery. Do you know how many times I've been pulled over in Grand Haven? About 12. Oh, Jesus. One time. You lived here your whole life, yeah, right? Yeah. One time driving down 31. I was like 20 years old. I had a headlight out. I closed the bar that I worked in, the restaurant bar. And I got to uh, Taylor and 31 and got pulled over. Jesus. Put through the sobriety test. He's like, you smell like beer. I go, listen, I work in a restaurant. I'm wearing a suit and tie. Like, I haven't been drinking. He goes, well, you got a headlight out. Why don't you step out? So he put me through the sobriety test. No problem. Fix it ticket. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're doing your job. No problems. I drive down 31. I get just past Taco Bell, which is Taylor Street. I think I pass maybe like the old family video there. Yeah. I get pulled over again. <laughs> the same day. You're same lucky. night. The same night. Oh it was my like 2.30 in the morning. Oh, that's probably why. And the officer comes up. And he's yeah, like, uh, how's it going tonight? I said, I'm having a great night. How are you? Did your buddy just call you? I was like, <laughs> uh, he's like, you know, you got a headlight out. I said, uh, yes, sir. Headlight out. I showed him my fix-it ticket. And he goes, have you been drinking tonight? I said, been drinking. I go, not at all. If you call officer so-and-so. He'll confirm. I just went through the sobriety test. He goes, all right, let me check. So he went back to his cruiser, blah, blah, blah. I headed down the road. I got to the bridge just past Jackson Street. I got pulled over again. Are you kidding me? Nope. Three times in the same damn night. Swear to God. I was driving (laughs) a black Saturn S1 coupe with a headlight out. And the officer walked up. I rolled down my window. I had the fix-it ticket sticking out. I said, this is my third time tonight. I just want to get home. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I close the bar. I work at this restaurant. I haven't been drinking. Can I just go? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun night. Terrell, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you liking the, uh, the beer so far? Uh, Tyler just had to walk away. He's got a customer. Yeah, I'm liking it, man. It's pretty what? good. Good. So we've had Kicking the Donkey, Creeper, and Red Rye. What are you liking the best so far? I think Creeper is like Creeper and Kicking the Donkey are like in my wheelhouse. One and two, yeah. I cool. like it. But we still have, I think, a few more to to run through. So <laughs> we got twelve taps. You guys can go through every single one. Oh you want. my gosh! I can pull some out of the fermenter. Terrell, too, can so. you just can you call your wife to come get you, and I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. You're liking those ones. Um, all right, so we've done three of our beers. Yep. 
What's our next beer to try? Let's see. We it's got chicken. I think I'm ahead of that then if we had three. Oh, oh yeah, you hit okay. Wicked Smart, too. You got four already. Yeah, we got oh, four we done. did Wicked Smart. Is it smart? Like smart. Smart. S-M-O-T. S-M-A-H-T. Instead of an R, there's an H there. So it's mm-hmm. Wicked Smart. M-A-H-T. Like you'd say it if you're in Boston. Smart. Smart. Like, I don't have, I have a horrible smart. Boston smart. accent, but yeah, it's Wicked Smart. Yeah, because smart. we live in Michigan. We don't yeah. have a Boston accent. you got to watch the Ted movie, and then, you, then you'll then be able to say it, no problem. By the time oh. you're done watching Ted, Ted you can Ted say Ted Wicked too. Smart. Donnie Wahlberg's not a good person. <laughs> Not a good person. Marky Mark. Mark. Oh, did, I just conflated no, the two people. Really cool. I conflated Donnie and Mark Wahlberg into the same yeah, person. Well, did. you're right. It's two different people. <laughs> What's going on? It was like a lot of brothers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Donnie's not the same no, person. No, Marky Mark punched a guy in the face and, like, blinded him. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He's not a good guy. That's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark. Marky Mark is Mark Wahlberg, not Donnie. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg's married to and his restaurant. Uh, yeah, they do the, the Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. But Donnie Wahlberg is married to uh, Super Hot Blonde. I have no idea. Let's let's workshop this, guys. Super Hot Blonde. She's been in Playboy. What? She does uh, the New Year's Eve stuff. Oh no, Jenny yep. McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Boom. He is. Yep. When the hell did that happen? Years ago. If well, you if you she watch, was with, she was with what's his name forever. Ah, who cares? You know the um, <laughs> uh, comedian, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Carrey he's a monster. His, his whole life. He's a monster. Yeah. His ex committed suicide because of him. Jesus. Allegedly. 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 Please don't sue me, Jim We're Carrey. Yeah, you get sued. The negative. Let's start the conspiracy <laughs> theories now. Thanks, well, Pat. Sorry, sorry, Mark and Donnie, for confusing you two. Yeah, you guys are different people. Donnie, you were in the New Kids. Marky, you did your own thing. Jim Carrey, I loved you after in the, the New in Kids. The mask. Yeah, Jim Carrey, I loved you in the mask. Yep. They're talking yep. about rebooting that. That's that's one of my favorite movies. Jim McCarthy, we loved you in Playboy. Loved. I, that's one of the only Playboys I own. I own three Playboys. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth. These poor guys are going to hear us over here listening. <laughs> over right. here in the podcast, they're like, okay, these guys are strange. No, these are the four Playboys I own. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie. Oh, my God. The Jenny McCarthy Christmas. Yeah. There was a Tomb Raider chick. Oh, that wasn't Laura. No. That wasn't, um, what's her name? It, it was definitely not uh, the big actress. Yeah, the big Whatever. I don't draw a blank. I heard she smells bad. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> these are rumors I've heard. Yeah. Married to Brad Pitt for years. Oh, he's talking about um, Angelina uh, Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah, yes, exactly. And yeah. then what was the fourth Playboy I had? I don't know. Something I found when I was a kid. <laughs> Everyone but, that my dad had in his bed. <laughs> I, I remember going to uh, my nephew's house, and his dad, my brother-in-law had like the Marilyn Monroe issue from like the 60s and I looked at that and I was like whoa she's hot yeah she's kind of fat but different looking women back then man the original Playboy was just different body styles than what we we got accustomed to in the 80s and 90s and the yeah it changed hard my my buddy's dad had that collection too he had literally an entire hall closet Oh, with yeah. almost every issue from the day they started Playboy. Wow. And yeah. so when I was a kid, I loved spending that at his house. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> that was the best I was house. like, hey, Pat, can we go visit the, the, the hallway closet? <laughs> Do you remember a couple years ago when Playboy said, we're not doing nudes anymore? 
Were they just going to do articles? Yep. I sort of remember that. They did spreads, but it wasn't, they didn't do nudes for like two or three months. Mm. It was after Hugh died. <laughs> Pretty, you know, that was, I'm sure that was record publication sales during that time. Oh, it plummeted. It like, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> it plummeted. You know, because they, for I a think... while they thought they were a legitimate news source. They're you know, not. They were promoting, they were promoting articles. And I swear, everyone always would say, "Oh, well, I, I get it. Articles. I get it for the articles." Yeah, it's okay. interesting. It's yeah. interesting. You can right. read. You read this way. Yeah. Super airbrushed. No. Not a speck on that person's body. All right. But no, that's uh. We digress. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we should probably talk about beer. Some. Yeah, we went all the way to left field. <laughs> How do we get there? Yeah, all right. So, what's the next one we got up here? This, this is like a. Are, are we at this like rose color one? Um, let's well, see. Was that's that, a wicked smile. No, that was the first one. That's the kick in the donkey. Is that the first one? Did you so keep it in order? I think I'm ahead of the game then. You tasted that one. Which one are we on now? Well, we can do the one love, which is natural to the real dark one. There. One so love. Try that. Okay. So, like, if you were into music and brewing, you'd literally be the Bob Marley of brewers. Well, probably are. I guess we are here, yeah. I like to throw that in every episode. Yeah. Terrell forgot this week. Cause no, Terrell's, we usually do it at the end. Terrell's been on administrative leave. We usually do it at the end. but uh. So this one, we're calling it, we called it One Love. And we're not, we're not distributing our beer, so we're not too worried about the names and things like that. But this is a, um, this this was, is a, this is a Jamaican tropical stout. So if you've ever heard of like uh, Dragon Stout that they make down there. Yep. Um, we, we, we went to Jamaica and Karen, I, Karen loves Bob Marley. She's uh, the biggest fan. And uh, loves all of his sons and all the music and stuff and the, the kids' musics. And, um, and we, so we went to Jamaica and we went and saw where Marley was buried. And when we were there, we were I thought they didn't love. know where exactly he was buried. Oh, they have, they have a tomb for they him. They have a marker, right? Yeah, no, no, they have a whole tomb. Yeah. They have a huge tomb thing up in the mountains where he grew up at. Okay. And it's at his mom's original house, which was like a one-bedroom one bedroom shack yeah, in the he, mountains. Yeah, he grew up in Harvard. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, you go up there and they show you where he sat when he, you know, he had like a thinking rock where he'd sit up there and play around with the world and get really stoned and knock yeah. on the know, sky. And, and it was just fun. We uh, we went there. We loved it. We loved the the Jamaican stouts that they had. They had the lion. Uh, there's a, there's another stout called lions lion stout. Yeah. And then the dragon stout that they had down there is what they call a tropical. Uh, stout. It's it's basically a Guinness foreign extra stout. Yeah. There's nothing tropical about it. Yeah. Um, everyone, I, I have to I sort of explain that precursor because if someone's going to drink it, they're thinking they're going to get all these big fruity flavors out of it. Nope. It's not tropical. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid black stout, and it's actually um, fermented with lager yeast. So they did that in the in the islands because they didn't have ale yeast readily available. Yeah. They're already making red stripe. They they end up Love throwing in lager stripe. yeast, and they basically. Uh, lager, you know, threw out lager yeast in, and they fermented at ale temperatures, uh, stout, and so that's why it's you know it's a little thinner in body and stuff like that. It drinks more, you know, it's a, it's a lot easier drinking beer for the island temperatures. Yeah, that's what they made it for, you know. So it was it would go down a little easier than a big thick heavy stout. Yeah, when you drink you know? a Guinness like that, fills you up. It feels like it does, and could you imagine drinking that in ninety five degrees and high humidity in I'd Jamaica? <laughs> It'd be like, Ugh. yeah. yeah it'd be like, I'd, hey, I'd can you give me a big glass of milk and I can sit on the beach and drink it after it's warmed up? Yeah. You know, no, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, so that one we patterned after that, and we called it One Love because we we don't you know we're not distributing anything yet, so we're not worried too much about the yeah the, the Marley Estate's not and, coming after you. Yeah, you know, a little brewery in Grand Haven. I hope not, but but it's uh, you know it's our tribute to them and to Jamaica and to, to Marley. Yeah. 
And it's, it's you know what, I think it's just a pretty drinkable beer. It came in really nicely, and it was really what I intended it to be when yeah. I tasted it. What's about the alcohol volume? Because I'm thinking that it's is seven, high. eight? It's eight. Eight, okay. It came in eight percent. That's the other thing, too, is that, uh, excuse me, a lot of the tropical stouts, uh, uh, you know, they, they recommend bringing in a little high and then carbonate a little bit higher than a normal stout, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a 2.7 vol uh, carbonation, which is, well, a normal beer is two and a half. So I'm talking technical stuff but 2.7 is a little higher than normal and again because it drinks more like a black lager than it does a stout yeah mm. so i carbonated a little bit higher than normal and Man, I, it's yeah awesome. it's drinkable for a for a stout yeah i drink this through dinner for sure like you drink about anything through dinner I think you're catching on. Like, <laughs> well, I think you're catching catch on to this thing. Like, he's Are we going to have the intervention every, next week? Yeah, then, I Terrell? think so. Yeah. No, I just have like certain times I like to drink certain beers. And it's usually beers. all day. It is all day. You know what? I'll mow the grass and I'll drink a Mike's Hard Lemonade Ooh. like it's water. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. black cherry all day. Hell yeah. You, so make, that, you make me a Mark's, Mike's Hard Lemonade, I'll be in here Sundays. Every Sunday. No. I can make, I got, I'll I got, be in here for the Micheladas. I got a hard seltzer. Well, I didn't be able, I wasn't even able to give you guys a taste of hard seltzer because it sold out last night. Man, this guy's so selling out a seltzer. Yeah, the seltzer is crazy good. Um, I wish I could give you a taste of it, but we, we've got um, we've got basically seven or eight different flavors of seltzer. Yeah. And uh, basically, what we're doing is we've got a base seltzer on tap, and then yeah. we then we're glass dosing it like an old yeah. soda fountain does. Yeah. You know, oh, so we'll so awesome. we throw the, the we do you know pure fruit purees. Yeah. And so people like it because one, it's gluten free. Yeah. I mean, it's fairly low calorie. You know, uh, a, a shot of our fruit purees is maybe thirty calories, and low in carbs, and uh, gluten free. You know, it's all the it's, it's vegan, blah blah, blah yeah. all this stuff. It's you know meets a lot of different needs. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's super crushable. It yeah. tastes, it tastes It tastes like you're drinking five and a half percent alcohol huh. Kool Aid. That's. You know, I mean, it's awesome. Good stuff. It's smoother than White Claw. I don't like White Claws. No, it's way smoother than White Claw. Yeah, and it doesn't. And, and I also we don't like the plasticky flavor. So Karen, another thing that she's all about is that we like to do stuff with fresh stuff. Yeah, we're not doing. I'm not doing any extract in any of our beers ever. You know, I mean, we're not buying extract where it's like here. Let's throw in a bunch of pineapple flavoring. It's pineapple or it's pineapple puree. You know what I mean? Fresh pineapple stuff. We're not. Yeah. She she doesn't allow me to use any extract. Not that I would anyways. But it's a, I just don't appreciate it in my beer either. Like the white yeah. claws to me always taste plasticky. Yeah. Or they taste um taste like extract. Yeah. It tastes I like, like a, it. tastes like one of those Dasani waters that has a little splash yep. of flavor in it that they yeah. basically you know put in you know twenty five ounces of yellow number sixteen and this yeah. and this and this and hey guess what that tastes like pineapple yeah it's yeah. not pineapple it's not pineapple it's not. <laughs> no my brother in law is uh, gluten intolerant yep. so he had we to switch to uh, yeah. To uh, Corona and White Claws. Yep, Corona's pretty low. Yep, all those so. are like that. We get people in here. We sometimes we can push them a little bit towards the Mexican lager because it's got um, some other stuff in there that it's not as heavy as some of the other beers are. You know, right. and it's got more uh, corn in it and things like that. And corn's yeah. not, you know, it doesn't have gluten, so it's about you know our Mexican lager is about a forty percent corn grain bill. Um, yeah, and that's what gives it its flavor. That's what makes yeah. a Mexican lager a Mexican lager is the corn. You know, right. And then Karen comes to the table with this giant Michelada. And I'm <laughs> yep. super jealous right now because yeah. that looks so amazing. Yeah, I'm what, sure she made it better than the one she made for us. What is on that straw? Way more. Way more. What is on that straw? Because oh. it's like. So, back to the original Micheladas from Mexico. Yeah. We always um, 
tamarindo. Yeah, tamarindo. We always use like a straw stick. We use it yeah. as a mixer to mix this. I love it. Yeah. It also soaks up the, yeah. the season. It's, it's also a tamarind candy, sort of yeah. like spicy and sweet at the same time. Oh so we gosh. actually eat our straw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at that. It's good. Oh, yeah. Looking Man. Good. It's, it's the best. Good. If we had video right now, we'd be viral. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, I think you put Valentina or something inside your glass. Mm -hmm. I can see it drizzle down the inside. Because I usually have mine yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon we take the Valentina and some shrimp. Yeah. Oh. I'll set some shrimp and some bacon. Karen, if you were single My right now. That's right. I don't know if I would marry you or marry that beer. <laughs> oh, God, that's even better. It's better with the Valentina in it, I'm telling you. It's not bad. Mm. Mm -hmm. Man, this might be my new Sunday spot. I know, right? we got to get those things going. you got to be careful on those tamarindo sticks. So they got, you can see it float in there. There's a seed in there. <laughs> You'll yeah. crack your teeth if you're not careful. Oh, oh wow. Gosh. Yeah, it's a real, actual tamarindo stick from Mexico. Okay. So tamarindo is like a... It looks like, like a bean pot, like but it grows on a pot, tree. Yeah. Oh, and okay. they, they mush it up and it's uh, and mix it usually with some chilies and, it, and make it sort of a sweet and spicy. It comes out really sweet, mm -hmm. but it's, um, it's tangy. That's and then, awesome. And then they mix it with some chilies on the thing and you eat it like, usually off a spoon or something. Mm. It's like they serve them down there for just for kids. Treats. Yeah. yeah, back to what he was saying. Everything that I'm adding in this place is part of my Mexican culture, natural stuff. Your heritage, yeah. Yeah, I don't like artificial extracts and stuff. No, everything's pretty much handmade. Everything, Everything in our house is, is handmade. That is really it's natural. cool. I yeah. don't like artificial anything in my food or in my drinks, beer, so this is Oh, you should have seen this girl what? try and find a margarita when she first got here from Mexico. Oh, I bet it, it was, was miserable. I gave up. I just yeah. did my own margaritas. What do you do? You go to Applebee's? She goes to Applebee's and they're like, and she's like, so is this fresh fruit? And I'm like, would you quit asking people if it's fresh fruit? Yeah. It's never mm -hmm. fresh fruit ever. It's not even here. fresh. It I'm like, so they're pouring it out of a bottle. It's yeah. a, it was just terrifying. Not even the lime juice. I mean, you can just squeeze your own lime juice. Yeah. Not even that is no, fresh it's just in here, yeah. in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why not just make your own lime juice for a drink? I don't understand why not. Because it's corporate it, it everything is measured out and they don't make as much homes. money on it as yep. they do that it's, it's less profit so yeah so yeah we're trying to stick with the natural stuff and if we put fruit in there for instance oh i didn't even give you guys a kettle sour mm -hmm. god we got so many more for you to try mm -hmm. oh my gosh i got a, i got a, we did a we did a uh, brazilian kettle sour did i give you a taste of that before we started no, no. i think i did i'm i'm not a big sour guy yeah. but i'll we'll do that the, do that at the very very end i will definitely try very end what do we have here next? So yeah. you've got um, you got the one love. Um, that one's done. We mm -hmm. tried that one out. Um, you've got Sabrosa. Sabrosa. Um, Sabrosa. Where did you put yours at? Yours is that one, I think. Okay. Yeah, yours, this and this one. Yep. Yeah. Sabrosa is there. Sabrosa is, um, is a hop-bursted IPA or pale ale. I, I, uh, it's sort of in between for me when I taste it. It doesn't taste like a normal IPA. It smells like one. Hits you on the nose, so everything is hop bursted. Uh, meaning Super it's clear. It's all post boil hops. There's no hops in the boil of this beer at all. This one is really. I dropped I dropped the boil down to about 180 or less, and then I introduced the hops for the first time when it's basically on its way out to the fermenter. Super citrusy smell, fragrance. Yeah, a little bit of coconut. Coconut too. taste. It's like a, It's all. It's 100% Sabro Sabre. hops, and we wanted. To, I did that just mm. because I wanted to see what Sabro tasted like. Okay. No, no, no. You did, oh, that did that one because, she because I love Sabro hops. And yeah. I asked him, make me a beer with only Sabro hops. Yep. 
And but yeah. at the same time, though, it makes sense on sometimes when you're doing these new hops like this, this new flavored yeah. hops. Yeah. Because it's only been out like a year or so. It's very new. Um, it's, it's You want to get a flavor for it. you got to keep it isolated so you can tell what it actually tastes like or what mm -hmm. it does it give to the beer. Just mm. to identify the different, like, hop by itself. Yeah. What's the yeah. flavor? So we threw that in there. And so it's 100% Sabra hops, all post-boil hops. And um, it's a little bit creamy. It's got a little bit of a flavor to it. Uh, it's, mostly, though, it's, it's, it's flavor and aroma. Uh -huh. what's, literally the, almost, what's the name of this again? This is called Sabrosa, S-A-B-R-O-S-A. And part of it is the sabro that's in the name is sabro, sabro. hops. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then sabrosa in Spanish means tasty or flavorful. It's like yeah. tasty, delicious. So yeah. it's yeah. like a Mexican word. Which happened to fit yeah. with the sabro hops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was catchy. We threw it in there. Man, I like, this is my dessert. Very drinkable. It's pretty good. Yeah, very drinkable. I mean, I could drink it all day for sure. I bet you could drink it all what day was that? for sure. But like if I if I right, was like I bet, right. that, I bet he could drink that one all day. If I was just ordering dessert, like I'll just take a, a sabrosa. Sabrosa. We've got another one there for you. So you ready to move on from that one? Or you want to finish that one first? What do you have here? What's the yeah, next? Yeah, what's one? next? So um, why don't they try the kettle sour? Well, the no, let's let's do that very last because that thing oh. is so bitter it's going to ruin okay. your taste buds for anything yeah. else. Let's do less than the one left. Oh, no, we already, no did. we already did, did the one the love. Final, we the final love the, fight. the one love. Oh, the garre. We're on, we're on garre. 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 Is that two R's? Two R's. Yes. G A R R E. And it's not Spanish, even though she's saying it with the with the rolling of the this R's. This one is on good too. It's a Belgium saison. Yeah. Belgium is it like saison. corn in here or something? Nope. No it's, corn in it at all. The, it's got a unique smell to it. A unique fragrance. A unique taste. Does it? It's a Belgian. It's a Belgian farmhouse ale. It's not a sour one like a Trappist or some of these other ones. You know, it's not a sour ale. Mm. It's um, it's a be typical Belgian farmhouse. But we took and um, I, again, I wanted to try uh, a hops I hadn't tried before, so I yeah. used Idaho Seven. And Idaho Seven is a great tropical citrusy hops, and I knew the Belgian was going to already have some natural yeah. citrus citrus notes to it by itself because the yeast helps with some of that, and it's. And one thing about Belgians, as you guys probably already know from having a Belgian, you know, ale here and there, is that you either like Belgians or you don't like Belgian ales. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? People either like the Belgian yeast flavors it puts out or they don't like the Belgian yeast flavors. Yeah. And I'm, I tell you what, I'm, I've never been a huge Belgian fan, but I do like this one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm really digging it. And we put the Idaho 7 hops in there, and it was... Uh, it just really accented it really nicely. So we put a, you know, made a typical Belgian farmhouse sale. Didn't use any traditional Belgian hops, and we put in uh, a typical American or a new American hop in it. <laughs> and it turned out great. I yeah. love, I love that Karen and Tyler are just like posing for pictures yeah, while, like, hey, hey, while he's like Kimberly, seriously go. talking. We're good at this PR stuff. Let's yeah. go. But yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a so people that like flavor. Belgians, they come in, man, they're slamming that one. Yeah, now. if you like Belgium beers, that is a very good Belgium, and yeah, yeah, people have said it's really, really well made Belgium. Well, and we named it Garay. So the story behind the Garay name was um, Karen went to Belgium last year um, by herself. Sort of what? went on a walkabout <laughs> for her birthday last year. 30th awesome. birthday. She My turned present. 30 last year, and her birthday present to herself, even though I couldn't go, was to go tour Belgium. So I was here building the brewery. Karen took off for 12 days? 13 days? Yeah, 13 days. Yeah. And uh, she went, and she went to Barcelona and went to Bruges and uh, did all the Belgian breweries. London. Oh, wow. I did a little bit, like, a Europe 
walked around. Yeah. She she did the, she she hit London for a day, went to uh, uh, Netherlands and Amsterdam. Hey, welcome to up, Missouri. Up 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 up. Up 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 up. And then we went to uh, and then she ended up in Rome, the last day. You out? Bye, Tositos. Bye, Tositos. Bye bye. Hey, nice. Hey, thanks, man. Up, 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 up. Best Ghanaian cuisine, everybody. Yes, the best Ghanaian African food you're gonna find. Oh, so that's his. That's his food truck. Yeah, he's picking up his food truck. Yeah. Okay. He he was out. He's out here on the weekends most of the time lately because one, we we we've got a food truck license right now because we don't have food in house, so we grabbed a food truck license and the city was good enough to give it to us for a long time. Normally it's one week in City of Grand Haven. That's why you have a food truck. They, they ended up giving it to us until October 30th because of the COVID stuff. And so we've had him here. Problem is we got started so late in the year, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't find any damn food trucks that didn't already have their whole schedule booked yeah. for the summer. Yeah. So, but we but get I hold think of the him. most important thing that I picked him and his food is I like fresh, authentic mm-hmm. food. Yeah. His meals are really from scratch and authentic and it's the flavor that I want. It meets like it meets like my brewery theme, and yeah. it's just fresh. And being, fresh and being Caribbean style, I mean, his food is like I describe it to people all the time. If they don't know what Ghanaian food would be like or African food in general. I'm like, it's like Creole meets Jamaican. It's you know, it's like flavor, you flavor think, explosion. In you your think mouth. jerked chicken and uh, you know, and a lot of beans and rice yeah. type stuff. It's like you know, from from the Creole side of things, it's just amazing. Yeah. Is he going to be back next weekend? I think he has one day. Every weekend. He's got okay. one day next week. He's got a festival or he something next week. He has a festival, week. the Vintage Festival in Muskegon going on. Okay. Yeah, so he'll okay. be up there too. But, yeah. you know, but we other love giving him shout outs. Yeah. His food is freaking amazing. And it's done between us and him. I mean, the two of us playing off each other here with our newness and the new beer yeah. flavors and his, his incredible food. You know, every other person in here will have stuff from him when, they're in the, when he's here serving. They'll be in here eating. Oh, you wow. know, and it's just amazing. It smells so good, and then more people go get it. Cause it's yeah, like, oh, it's God, just something different. Very and unique. I like different. Yeah, I like unique. Very unique. So it just and fits fresh. the style. Yeah, yeah. fresh. If it, it fits everything the berserk is. Yeah, it, does. it really does. So he that. does come over, and we just, I don't know. We just have him here every weekend yeah. lately. <laughs> he's been here. He's, he's been here six times now. Mm-hmm. Six different days. He's been here serving food, and it's, he usually sells out. You know, I'll give you the warning though. If you happen to hear this and you ever want to come have him when he's here, go get the food ordered first because it's very slow. He's by himself and they're working. Wow! It's and only he's him. and uh, and uh, and it takes him a while to get it to you. So come inside and have a beer yeah. while you're waiting or three. You know, well, that by the time he gets through the food, but uh, people get a little bit hangry sometimes waiting because they've already sat here and then they go and order. And I'm like, you gotta, I told you already, you got to go order first. You gotta they order go and first. order, and then they get. He uh-huh. comes in, delivers the food, and then they're like, they're like, oh, this is well worth the wait. Oh, yeah. I, so I told you it would be, man. I told you it would be. I'm coming back it's for the food. food. And our last beer you said is our sour, right? Yeah. So we did a kettle sour because. We'd only ever done a couple of kettle sours at the homebrew level, and they turned out okay, but not quite as sour as I ever wanted to. So I played with the new this fermenters. This is sour. You can smell it. Safe it's sour. sour. Uh-huh. I can definitely smell yeah. it. Yeah. And so we did a typical Berliner. So this is a this is a Berliner Weiss recipe, like a German Berliner Weiss, which is a typical kettle, kettle sour. They're usually like 2.8 to like 3 point something, you know, in, in ABV. Um, but they, when the Germans went to Brazil, and again, this is playing on our whole southern theme, you know, I figured out there was a, there's a thing called a Katharina kettle sour. And Katharina kettle sour is a Berliner Weiss the Germans took to Brazil, and the Brazilians sort of took it over. Yeah. They made it a little higher alcohol. They put it on a lot of tropical fruit, and they made it their own thing. 
you know, because they usually do. They took it over. But the beer came originally from Germany, you know. But uh, So we made this, and I said, that's it. We're making the Katharina. It totally fits our style, and I want to have a kettle sour on of different flavors all the time to hit the people that want kettle sours. Yeah. You know, they don't want to go up to Rake, which is awesome, and they don't, or they don't want to go, you know, someplace that specializes in sours. So, again, that whole theme of wanting to have something on that everybody... A little bit of everything. A little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. That's you know, so everyone wants to come it's in. It's unique, right? It's just So that's on it's that's different. on 44 pounds of fresh pink guava. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 44 pounds of guava. And so would, that's what gives it the sweetness and the more sour. I would do like an appetizer, appetizer beer for that. Yep. You, you can drink that one all day? I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. Right? No, I could not drink, <laughs> I could not right. drink that all day. He did that's, not say that. That's, <laughs> a, that's my appetizer that. beer. Yeah. I don't think he can say that. I think, I think yeah. it would be an all-day beer no matter what. Right. No. <laughs> no. So, kick Pat, the, if you had to, like, the donkey. That's all if you, like, had to rate these beers, what would you say would be your your top one if you were, like, on an island and you were looking to have one? Uh, creeper, Kicking the Donkey, Red like Rye, One Love. because that's what I was going to say. What? <laughs> no. Creeper, that's what yeah, I, I, Creeper was mine. Really? Yeah, I like Creeper. I, I, love, I like Creeper. I like I the Creeper. Yep. Kicking the donkey. Those are the top two sellers right now. Mm-hmm. And then our Creeper. seltzer's probably in third place. Yeah, yeah. seltzer. The seltzer's doing great that right we now. And then ran um, out yesterday. Yeah, and then. We'll have a sample. Oh, and the, the brown ale. We didn't give you the brown ale either. Jesus. I'm just yeah, slacking here. Some, yeah. Do you want brown ale? I would try the brown ale. Trell's not really into the darker beers, as you yeah. can see. Yeah. But no, no. I just the thing is, I've tasted everything. It's just to me, it's like it's one o'clock in the afternoon, right? Like, yeah, it's time to go. What's wrong with that? It's time to go. It's time to get it on no, now. Like, Trell oh, doesn't yeah. understand. Like at ten o'clock, I'm in first gear. Yeah. <laughs> at one o'clock after this, I'm in third gear. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Trell, you can't drink all day if you don't start at ten. Yeah, <laughs> this Lansing trip. Yeah. Stop. stop, you guys are bullies. <laughs> How boring would your trip be no, to Lansing? With, I'm good with peer pressure. I'm good. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, these are some some great tasting beers, and I mean, um, just the hospitality from Tyler and Karen has been great. Oh my gosh, yeah, you guys yeah, have you been guys so are, welcoming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And this this Michelada, this I might come in just Sundays, just. Mm. And then we got Morley's East Town Brown. Yeah. Oh, right. my you gosh. Can taste it. So we have, we have Morley's East Town Brown is a, is a, is a mix between a normal um, uh, English brown ale and an American brown ale. So we wanted to stay away from the, the real sweet maltiness of yeah. the English. And we, but we wanted to get you know a little bit of the hops flavor from good. American brown. And it, so we made what we started calling. I, I keep telling people, I said, so I made a Canadian brown ale. Because no, it's halfway between um, England and, like and America. No. Why not? It's Canadian <laughs> it's, brown ale. What's wrong yeah. with that? It's halfway in between. Let's the two. say Midwestern brown. Ale. Midwestern brown ale. Okay, but it's good. It is amazing. Just it's well balanced. <laughs> it's just a little mix. So I backed off the hops a little bit from the American brown side about twenty yeah. percent, and then it, it came in nice. Yeah, I would, do, the I would do. I would do kicking the donkey and creeper all day. And then, then in the evening when I go inside yeah. make dinner, this this brown ale. It's pretty good stuff. What's the the name of this? What do you have? It's on called top? Morley's East Town Brown. We named it after our buddy uh, Ian Morley um, because one I thought he had a really cool name. It sounded sort of English. And I said that goes perfect with a brown ale. Yeah. So we had Morley's East Town Brown. Yeah. And then um, uh, and plus we were in East Town. Uh, there was a yeah. lot of uh, derivations of how the name was going to be after I told Ian we wanted to name it from. He's like sweet. 
Morley's knuckle deep brown. I'm like, no, 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 this is a family uh, joint. Yeah, we can't do knuckle deep. Morley's two finger blood. I'm like, no, oh, stop oh, with the oh. fingers and knuckles, dude. Yeah, I'm like, I know. No, no, I'm like, no, we're no, not no, calling no. any of those things. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun sitting around making up those names. It was pretty funny. We had a good laugh at that. But it, it ended up all over on my beer name list. I've got like seven versions of those names. And we settled on Morley's East Town Brown as being the most family-oriented family and representing what we wanted yeah. to represent. And most uh, politically correct name. And then it's for, so it's for East Town, which is where we're located, you know, our east yeah. side of Grand Haven. And, uh, and Morley lives here. <laughs> so, Honestly, I didn't know it was the east side of Grand Haven. Yep, we're on the east side it's of Grand the Haven. East side. The east I side it was is Grand awesome. Haven. And again, another shout out to those guys. That's we're going to promote this, and I hope all the, the people that are on our Facebook page come and listen to you guys. Definitely. Listen to this podcast, because I'll tell you what, they're pretty damn good followers. I mean, they, we've got. Freaking 1,200, 1,500 people. I don't know now. It's huge on the Facebook following now just for this site. That's and awesome. Most of them are all live right around here. And so we'll, pull, we'll throw it up there, throw the podcast up there, and hopefully a lot of them will give you a listen. And I hope they are listening. And they say, you know, hey, we give a shout out to Eastside because they have been so supportive. And we appreciate it. have been so supportive. We appreciate it, honestly. Yeah. We definitely appreciate it. I mean, so, you guys have been great. I will, I will recommend. Oh, I know we're running out of time. Um, Terrell's got to get going. Terrell, yeah, he's uh, he's got he's got a cutoff time. He might have to get up and turn into a pumpkin. Well, you know what we like to do, and we're springing this on you. Oh no! At the last, am I going to have to sing or something? No. Nope. Oh. Hopefully not. We like to end every episode with a toast. Oh. Oh, hold on, Okay, Karen's. Karen's getting loose, guys. Yes, she is. I like it. She's got to work eight hours yet. Matt. <laughs> yeah, for me, Creeper. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, what's your friend name? Who's the Creeper? Oh, Don Carter. Shout out to Don, Don Carter. Carter. Don Carter. The Creeper. Don the Creeper Carter. Yeah. Not to be confused with Don the Creeper Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, he might be a creeper too. We're not sure though. But we're not making any insinuations on Donnie Wahlberg. But he could very well be a creeper. I'm just thinking of this, the logo for that. If you ever do like start, um, you know, canning that and yeah. distributing like the creeper, you should yeah. have like a a shadow of a guy like on his tippy toes, like <laughs> you know, like the little yeah. creeper walking. Or you should have like a some bushes and you should just have just the top of the guy head and eye. Yeah. Binoculars. <laughs> Binoculars. I love Creeper. it. Creeper. I told him, I said what we were going to do, we were going to do a shadow image of him with like a trench coat on and just oh, enough yeah. to where you could see that he only had socks oh, on God. and the, the bare legs. <laughs> you know, like the, the flasher coat thing. Creeper. But, I love uh, it. We talked about doing that on there. The yeah. Creeper Creeper. We've, we got to get a t-shirt made for him too. It says, I am the Creeper. That for was, sure. yeah. For sure. And me and Terrell like to do the contest of who's got the best toast. I, I, I win. I usually win. That's not true. <laughs> I usually win. That is What's not the true. record now? There's got to be a tally yeah. somewhere. I think I'm it's like nine to one. Nine, nine to one? one. That's, it's, like it's, four, it's like a blowout right it's now. It's like four to three in my favor. Okay? <laughs> so, who wants to start? Who's brave enough to start? Just kick out a toast. Oh, it's between you guys. No, it's no, you. Me. You guys need. You guys need to have a toast. Oh, we need to have a toast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's gonna do it. Yeah. Oh man. You I can do it too, Karen. You can do it. Uh, your own toast too. Okay. How about this? Here we go. Here we go. You guys are ready for a toast? Yes. Here's, Here we go, Tyler. 
here's to uh, here's to the community. Here's to the beer drinking community. Here's to the brewers and everybody else, everything they stand for, and all the good things in life that they do, and the people that supported us to get to where we are today, and my beautiful wife, Karen. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, cheers. cheers, everybody. Cheers. Launching. That's going to be hard to follow, guys. That was cute. Wasn't it a shot? No, it's just a time. Oh. <laughs> it's not a shot. I just turned around and I'm like, why am I the only one that... Because <laughs> it's... it's why this... is Karen the only one that slammed her entire beer? This I isn't an shot. alcoholic podcast. Oh. We just yeah. drink a Sorry. little bit. We're only, we're only drinking out of uh, 13 glasses. Of yeah. Time. Right. What are you doing there, Karen? Sorry. It's all right. Karen, get, I like I Karen. I like loose Karen. <laughs> I get excited. That's Karen's fine. all about the beer shot. Who's next? Okay, who's we next? Like the beer Do you want to go, T? Oh, shit, I need another one? Yeah. There you go. I'll help you out. You can. That's that's your toast. There we go. go. All right, Karen's going to do a toast. No. No, you want to? Okay, Terrell, do Terrell. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. One bottle for the four of us. Thank God there's no more of us. Oh, nice. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. All right. Cheers. Cheers, bro. That's a funny one, yeah. Skull. Skull. Slanty. Say a little more, Karen. Don't shoot yeah, that. Yeah, don't I just learned my lesson. It, Karen. I, know. I learned my lesson now. Are you ready, Karen? Do you have one? No. You don't have one? No. You want me to go? Yeah. Your turn. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Pat. Let's go. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Here's to absent friends. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. Good Aww. one. He's That's a great one, dude. You're gonna make him cry. Yeah. Make Tyler cry. He's awesome. That's not fair. Hmm. I will always remember exactly where I was and what I was doing when it came across that Eddie Van Halen passed. Yeah. 65, 67, 65? 2020, man. 2020. This year needs to be done. Yeah. We need to lose any more good people. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen, I was a huge Van Halen fan. Uh, Huge all through my life. Van Hagar, I loved. Yeah, everything. I saw David Lee Roth by himself like four times oh, when I was a so kid. amazing. Took her to see Van Halen. First yep. time I ever saw Van Halen, the original Van Halen was with her two years ago. That was the first time you saw them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I the original Van Halen because they were never together when, you know, so they broke up before I ever got to see them. Wow. Yeah, David would come back. David was back with him. I saw him would come back. Yeah, but no, nah, that's crazy. Eddie's kid, you know, was playing with him when we saw him. Wolfgang? Yeah, yeah Wolfgang. Good. It was fun. Did you guys see the picture of... Uh, some random guy at a tool concert asking Wolfgang to take his picture or no asking Eddie oh yeah 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 to take his picture at the tool stage and he yeah. didn't recognize didn't know Eddie, it was Eddie Van Halen, Van Halen. <laughs> and what? Wolfgang took the picture of the picture yeah and he's like man my dad's like famous but like this is a moment this guy didn't recognize him didn't know yeah. who it was asked him to take a picture of him with someone else that yeah. was famous. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. How'd you do that? But, man. That I was won't. a good toast. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. forgot already. You made him so sad. Yeah. Why did you do that? Made now it's going to be all sad. Because. No, now it's going to have to Pat, be. Pat is becoming ruthless with these toasts <laughs> at the end because he wants to win so bad. That's right. He's so like, he's like, I got it. I got it. do whatever it takes. Yeah. So he, he knew, like, that was, like, 
Yeah, so yeah. I got I gotta yeah, Pulling next week yeah, I got so you. So he's gonna Yeah, I got you, I got up. you next week. Okay, yeah. next week. All right. Somebody, <laughs> somebody bigger's gotta pass away next oh, week. Yeah. Oh my god. god. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Don't no. be too close with that. No. <laughs> Betty White dies next week. Damn it. Oh my god. I'm gonna lose it. Golden Girls Toast. Yeah. Yeah. So Karen, hmm? you've not wanted to talk a lot during this podcast. But Karen, few words, Karen. Few words, Karen has got a toast. Oh, next to close us out, close us out, Karen. Oh, my God. Close us out. Bring it. Do it. Do it. Do it in Spanish. How do you do? No. How do you do? You got. You guys start with here is for. No. Yeah. Like we're toasting. Berserk. Salud for good people, good souls, and good vibes out there. We can find each other. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Salud. Prost. Brewery brothers. Salud. Prost. Cheers. Berserk. Brewery Brothers, we're out. Come check out Berserk in Grand Haven, 1442 Washington Avenue. Check us out on social media. Brewery Brothers Podcast. Check us out. Cheers. Great place. A lot of love. Thank you, Karen and Tyler. Peace, love, and beer. And check Please? out Berserk Chill. Brewing Company on Facebook and Instagram as well. Berserk Brewing Co. Check it out. Or BerserkBrewing.com. And we will come out Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you. Thanks for having us in. We had a good time. We'll be back. We'll be back. See you guys next week. Peace.